This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellers. I'm filling in for Sean Kelly, who is in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Pelicans got in late last night after their big win over the Los Angeles Lakers, 105-97. Hope this Monday finds you well. We have a lot to get to today as uh, we continue to talk about the NFL Combine, which wraps up today in Indianapolis, Indiana. And, of course, we talk about a Pelicans win over the Lakers, 105-97. to The Pelicans go 2-1 on the week as far as going back to last week, a win over the Pistons on Wednesday, a tough overtime loss to the Spurs on Friday, and, of course, the win last night in L.A. The big three came up huge for New Orleans last night. Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Andrew Holiday, 77 of the team's 105 points. Anthony Davis led the way, 31 points, 9 rebounds, 10 of 22 shooting. DeMarcus Cousins, 26 points, 15 rebounds, 5 of 5, or 5 of 6 from the foul line, 3 of 5 from long range. Andrew Holiday, 20 points, 12 assists, 5 rebounds on 7 and 12 shooting, including a huge 3 to seal the game late in the fourth quarter. We'll hear from Drew Holiday in just a moment. Etwan Moore off the bench, 13 points on 5 of 9 shooting as the Pelicans shot 40% from the field. Went to the foul line 35 times, unfortunately made just 24 of their free throws, but a positive turnovers they've been a big issue for the pelicans since the trade happened last night just 13 which is a around the league average 13 turnovers for the pelicans 13 points off those turnovers for the lakers and the lakers had problems taking care of the ball they had 25 turnovers last night and the pelicans were able to capitalize scoring 24 points off of the lakers mistakes lakers actually outshot the pelicans last night 46 percent but went to the foul line uh half as much as the pelicans 11 of 15 in the game, in points in the paint, tied up at 44. So it was, it was a game of runs. Pelicans outscored the Lakers 26-20 to 20 in the first, but then it was all Lakers in the second quarter, 39-29, to 29, but then the Pelicans turned it around in the third, outscoring the Lakers 28-14. to 14. Then the Pelicans went on a, four, a huge run. They were up 97-83, to 83, and then the Lakers went on a 14-0 run to tie it. Then the Pelicans ended the game on an 8-0 run and won 105-97. Let's hear from uh, Drew Holiday. He spoke to Sean Kelly and Victor Howell after the game on the Pelicans Radio Network. Again, he finished with 20 points, 12 assists, and 5 rebounds. And the guy we're about to talk to picked a fantastic time to hit his big three-pointer. No doubt. He is certainly the Saxonth Avenue MVP of the game. Your only three-pointer made tonight, Drew Holiday. Couldn't have come a better time. Will you talk about that play? Because I think that's the signature play of the game that wins this for you all tonight. Um... I mean, I guess I just felt it, you know. I guess I can't really explain it, but off the switch, obviously AD had a small on him and I had a big, so uh, had to take the shot, you know. Were you surprised that, I think it was Russell who was too far away to close you out. Were you surprised you got the look? Um, not really. I think I was a little far behind the three-point line, and uh, usually when you do that with, a, with, with a, anybody guarding you, um, they don't think you're going to shoot it. Especially when you got AD in the post. You th oh, yeah. They think you're going into the post. So. Uh, by the way, congratulations. Great road win for you guys. Oh, yeah. When you think about it in its totality, Drew, what will you remember most about this win here tonight against Los Angeles? I did it in front of my family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, coming off a, a tough loss against uh, San Antonio where I think everybody in the locker room felt like we should have won that game. Um, obviously, unfortunate circumstances to come back on the road game. 
um, especially against these guys in, in Staples Center. It was, a, it was a really good win. You took care of the ball tonight as a team a lot better, it seemed. Drew yourself, too, and you counted that with 12 assists. Um, has that been a part of the conversation here of late with you guys? Yeah, um, I know for me personally, managing the game better, um, getting people more involved at the same time, uh, bouncing out, getting shots for myself. But, again, just taking opportunities, um, not getting too deep, penetrating, uh, still still trying to get used to the offense and, and really just making plays out of it. You know, you guys, Drew, there's been a lot of talk about the big three and the fact that you finally get your first win with Boogie in the lineup on the floor along with AD. As the point guard is leading this show, how, how much comfortable, how much more comfortable are you getting now trying to get a feel for what Cousins brings right. as what you've already right. had with you and Davis and company? Um, I think it started last game where uh, I think we played really solid. We played really well and, and, and had a chance to win the game, but really just carrying over here where, um, again, with Boogie, man, he's, he's so dominant and so big down there, um, really trying to get movement, but at the same time thrown into the post. So. I think we're doing a pretty good balance of that. Will you give fans an idea of how difficult it is to play at Utah? Because that's next. It's a very hard back-to-back. -back. Yeah. Um, they have guys on the bench who were all-stars. Um, some were starters or are starters. Uh, obviously, the, the oxygen level is different there. Uh, so, so it's a little bit more dry, too, uh, even with the balls. But they're a tough team. They play solid. Um, Coach Q over there really has them running well. Um, no turnovers. Playing, running the offense like a like a well-oiled machine, and same thing with the defense. So uh, we really have to play the same way we played against uh, San Antonio. Nice, nice, nice. Congratulations. I'm, I'm really glad you had a great family night tonight. I know that's important to you. Yeah, man, it was great. My little brother won yesterday. I got to see him for the first time uh, in college. So good weekend. No doubt. Congratulations. Thanks Thank again. You. Thank you. And, of course, you can catch a full recap on Pelicans.com and the Pelicans mobile app filled with interviews and the reaction from Jim Eikenhofer of Pelicans.com. On the show today, if you haven't seen it, there was an inter uh, article excuse me, by Sean Powell of NBA.com last week talking about the Pelicans and their acquisition of DeMarcus Cousins, how their roster now stacks up with others around the league. We'll actually have Sean on today to talk about his article and what he thinks about the Pelicans moving forward. And, of course, we'll wrap up our combine coverage with Saints general manager Mickey Loomis. John DeShazer was able to catch up with Mickey uh, on Friday, and uh, we'll uh, play that for you if you have missed it. So, lots to get to on this Monday. Let's get started. We'll talk Pelicans next with Sean Powell, followed by Saints General Manager, Mickey Lewis. The future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins, along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st, will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-FOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Let's talk some more Pelicans on this Monday. Joining me now is Sean Powell, who writes for NBA.com and wrote a fantastic piece on the Pelicans last week. Sean, good morning, and glad you can join us today. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Not a problem. Uh, Sean, we've had a couple of weeks to digest the news of the Pelicans acquiring DeMarcus Cousins. When you saw that the deal was final, what were your initial thoughts? Well, from the uh, from the side of the Sacramento Kings, I thought it was long overdue. Probably should have traded him last summer. Um, the longer they waited and allowed him to get close to free agency, the less the you know the, the price basically decreased to the point where the Pelicans were able to get him for what I thought was a pretty economical price. I mean, there is some risk on the side of New Orleans. Number one. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins can become a free agent and, and have to pay him a lot of money if they want to keep him. I think he'll stay, too, because it's close to his home and they can pay him more than anyone else. Then the other risk is that he played for a very average uh, Sacramento t- uh, team for years and never really elevated them to the playoffs. So they have those two things going for them. But I do believe the reward uh, is so much great, so much upside to be able to pair DeMarcus Cousins with someone who I believe is another top 10, top 12 player in the league in Anthony Davis. This is an opportunity you just can't pass up. I'll get to Anthony Davis in just a moment, but something that caught my eye about the article that you wrote was when you talked about maybe besides five or six teams, the remaining GMs in this league would probably trade their rosters with the Pelicans. It seems silly to think that, but it was a fascinating point. If you were a GM... Give me some reasons why you would trade any roster for ours right now. Well, I'm going on a basis where it takes, say, two standout players to win a championship. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then suddenly the New Orleans Pelicans are elevated above a number of teams. They're elevated above the Atlanta Hawks, certainly the uh, Brooklyn Nets, Charlotte Hornets, um, Indiana Pacers, uh, Phoenix Suns. I can go on. All those teams have better records. Uh, well, most of them, anyway, have better records than New Orleans, but they don't have better situations. And by situations, I mean having two players, uh, foundation franchise-type players, in the prime of their careers. If they're not going downhill, they're in the prime of their careers, which means they have uh, plenty of years left. To be able to have that situation and lay that as a foundation, uh, as a building block, is more than what most teams can, can say. And, and, look, this league is all about collecting assets. The bigger the assets, the better. And the New Orleans Pelicans right now have two gigantic assets, both figuratively and literally. Do you feel like this is the trend now in the NBA where teams now have to build basically with acquiring two or three main guys like the Cavs with the big three and the Warriors with the big four? Is that the direction this league is heading into? If you want to win a championship, that's the direction you better be going into because I can think, uh, let's see, we can go back 20 years or so, and with the exception of the Detroit Pistons, when Larry Brown was coaching here and had Rasheed Wallace and Chauncey Billups, you can't find another team that didn't have at least one, I'm talking, Hall of Fame player. The Dallas Mavericks come to mind, uh, but most teams, with Dirk Nowitzki, but most teams need two at least. And that's the trend. That's where this league is going into. If you want to win a championship, you have to have at least two. And so in that sense, and that's why I compare the Pelican situation with more favorably than other teams who might have a better record right now and who might have more assets right now. But those teams either don't have a franchise player or maybe only have one. And that's why... Uh, when I look at the Pelicans and look at those two players, I would think that if the goal is to win the championship, 
they're right there at the starting line, and they've got pretty much a head start over a lot of teams. I know some other teams were interested in DeMarcus Cousins, but out of all the teams, do you feel like New Orleans was the best destination for Cousins, give, Cousins giving his relationship with Anthony Davis? Yes, I do. Uh, first of all, if you're going to bring DeMarcus Cousins into your organization, and you certainly can't ignore his history, you want to make sure it's as comfortable as it can be for him. Number one, he grew up not far from New Orleans. Uh, and he, you know, he's, so he's comfortable with the area. It's, it's, it's a place where he likes to live or has a lot of friends and family around, a good support system. So that's a head start. The other is that he's sharing the platform with someone he knows. You know, obviously, both players went to the University of Kentucky. They spent a lot of time together on Team USA and also during the summers working out. And the other thing about uh, Anthony Davis is that he is a very low-maintenance, easygoing, low-temperamental type of superstar. So, and I think the Marxist said it best when he said, um, uh, fire and ice. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a guy who is, from a personality standpoint and from, from a talent standpoint, is a good compliment to DeMarcus Cousins. I don't expect you to see any friction between the two, both personally and professionally. And that's a, that's a good situation to be in if you've got two superstars. We're talking with Sean Powell of NBA.com. I think the if the Pelicans make the playoffs this season, Sean, it would be a bonus given the fact that they overhauled their roster at the break. But next season, I think, is a different story. How important is this offseason for the Pelicans as far as getting some more help around AD and Cousins and Holiday if Holiday remains with the team? Yeah, see, that's the million-dollar question right there. Uh, it's a big offseason, but I think the following offseason is big, too. One thing they have going for themselves is that uh, AD and, and DeMarcus are not on the way down. They're not on the downside of their career. In other words, they've got some time you know, mm -hmm. to try to build around these two. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. Uh, I think that Dell Demps and, and, and the organization – they have to make some very shrewd moves between now and then. They don't have a lot to work with. They have some contracts on that roster that they would love to move, but nobody's going to take your bad contracts without giving you something bad in return. Also, you know, they don't, they're not going to have like a, most likely they're not going to have a top three pick. Uh, so they have to be getting very creative on trades, on free agent signings, all those little things that you, for example, you know, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, how they're able to pick up useful veterans and really not give up too much. Or the Miami Heat, when they had um, LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, they were strapped by the cap. They are able to plug in certain players here and there. So you've got to get really creative with, number one, your, your first-round picks, your free agent signings, your trades. Can you get a steal in the second round of the draft? Can you get a decent player if you're picking down, you know, 17, 18 in the draft? And – do you dare trade a future number one pick for immediate help? All those things have to come into play because you want to get this thing uh, moving in the right direction, yeah, right away, but you have to do it wisely. And as far as Drew Holiday, you got to make a big decision on him. In other words, is he the player you want to invest a lot of money in? Where is he at in his career right now? If you give him like a lot of, you know, four or five years, six year contract, whatever it is, are you going to get a good four or five years from him? Or do you feel that his production is going to start dipping? And if so, how are you going to replace him? See, these are all the key questions they have to ask themselves uh, as they build this, thing, build this thing going forward. Yeah, some great points there. And one more question before I let you go. Sean Powell with NBA.com. 
uh, now that we talk about how crucial an offseason this is for the Pelicans, is uh, the New Orleans and the Pelicans a free agent destination now, given that you do have two top 10 players in the league? I don't know that we know yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, DeMarcus and Anthony Davis haven't been a duo for very long, obviously. Right. I think you're going to have to give them at least a season together. And so that in itself will serve as the ambassador to the New Orleans Pelicans. If those two can coexist, and I have no reason to think that they won't, and they can start putting together some you know, winning streaks and a, and a winning record and get to the playoffs, then maybe some free agents look at this and say, hey, you know, you know what, this is a good place for me to go. I can compliment these two guys. I can help, you know, uh, you know, go towards the NBA Finals, the playoffs. Uh, and this is a good place, you know, to lay a foundation. The other key, obviously, is going to be money. And again, you know, the Pelicans uh, don't have serious cap problems. But if you want to get free agents, you've got to clear, you know, you've, you've got to clear some cap space. Are the Pelicans going to be able to do that in the next year or two? to create a hole, to add a significant piece, and to also be mindful that you're paying, you're going to be paying DeMarcus Cousins a pretty penny, mm-hmm. and you're already paying Anthony Davis a pretty penny. Uh, can you open up enough space on the salary cap maybe to add another, another very good player? And, you know, again, those are the challenges going forward and that Dale Davis and the organization have to embrace and attack over the next two offseasons. Yeah, a lot of questions to answer, that's for sure, this offseason, but should be an interesting one at that. That's Sean Powell from NBA.com. Make sure to log on to the website to check out the article on the Pelicans and all of his other great work he does. Plus, make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Powell to the people. Sean, thanks for the time. Thank you, anytime. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from Saints General Manager Mickey Loomis. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the family chow chow seems very interested in you. But you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the Houston Rockets Friday, March 17th. Bring your whole clan and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with the Pels. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. As I mentioned in segment one, the NFL Combine wraps up today in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's where you'll find Saints general manager Mickey Loomis, and that's where you did find our very own John DeShazer. J.D. caught up with Saints general manager Mickey Loomis before the weekend hit. Here's what Loomis had to say. And we're back here on NewOrleansSaints.com. I'm John DeShazer, joined by Saints general manager Mickey Loomis here at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. And Mickey, first things first, um, we've heard all the rumors about uh, Brandon Cooks and the potential of people, you know, inquiring about him and just, you know, your take on that situation. Well, uh, John, I think, you know, first of all, you get calls every year, um, you know, about players on your team and you make calls about players on other team and other teams. And, and um, you know, we always listen. But 
and we, we like uh, Brandon Cooks an awful lot, and so it would take an awful lot to uh, for us to consider uh, making a move there. But um, listen, we're always open for business is, is uh, I guess, the best way to say it. Now, as a general manager, and as you mentioned, this happens every year, does it, I don't want to call it aggravating, but when, when the rumors start to leak out and things are made, are, are kind of blown out of proportion, is it, I guess, a little bit distracting? Um, I don't know that it's distracting. Is it is a little annoying at times, uh, especially when you know there's not much factual basis for um, the rumor. But but I wouldn't call it distracting. Um, listen, we're we're able to go about our business, and uh, especially here, um, so it's fine. Yeah. Now we know that Jarisburg will be released to safety in the coming days. Does that speak to the confidence you have in the in the guys that you have on the roster, and also in the upcoming draft? Well, it does to some degree. Um, listen, I, I enjoyed having Jarris on our team. I wish that it you know worked out a little better. Uh, you know, it was unfortunate that he was injured uh, that first year, and and uh, because he's a, he's a good man and he's good, he's been a good player. Um, and but we wanted to give him an opportunity to see what's out there and available for for himself uh, before free agency started, or at least during free agency. Um, so that was the reason behind it. I know Saints fans are a little bit excited that there is more salary cap flexibility this year for the team. Uh, what does, exactly does that entail, and what does it mean for the team? Well, it's, you know, look, we do have more room than we've had the last few years, which is nice, but um, it's not like we have, you know, the most room in the league or anything like that. There's a number of teams that have a lot of room available, and, um, you know, we'll see how that impacts this free agent uh, market. We still have to make, you know, good decisions. We have to spend wisely, um, but we're always looking to improve our team in, uh, through free agency and obviously the draft and, and, and trades as well. So we use all the avenues, and um, but we have this, you know, limited uh, resource pie to, to divvy up, and we'll see how it works out. You know, when you're trying to strengthen the team and, re and get the reinforcements, is it easier to do so in the draft or free agency, or you know how how hand in hand does it work? Yeah, I think it it, it works in hand in hand, um, and from year to year that can be different, just depending upon the pool of free agents that are available, um, versus the the quality and depth of the draft, and and particularly um, at a given position. So, um, I you know this year I think our initial reaction is that the draft is pretty deep, and and uh, so we're excited about that. You know, and you just mentioned this draft being pretty deep. We're hearing it's a, a great defensive draft. Is it? Does it pretty much tilt that way? Yeah, you know, so far I would say that, you know, that that would be our opinion. And yet, man, there's some good offensive players as well. So uh, I'm excited about about um, the players we're going to end up with. When we talk about this team and especially the offense, I guess we have to always go back to Drew Brees and his contract situation. He's going into the final year. Um, but you guys have been through this several times, and there seems to be no panic. Is is it pretty much a calm situation again? Yeah, look, uh, um, I fully expect Drew to spend the entirety of uh, the balance of his career with us, and I, I think he does as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I don't think he's worried about it. Um, we're just worried about improving our team and, and getting back to being uh, you know, a playoff team and, and a team that has a chance to win a championship. Yeah. Are you and Sean pretty much in concert on the musts, quote-unquote, on yeah. this team, pretty much the defensive ends yeah. or, or a rush guy? Well, I, we're in concert on, you know, we've got a lot of musts and a lot of needs and a lot of wants. <laughs> um, and, look, we, we, we determine that list uh, as an organization, as a football operation, and so we're all on the same page with regard to that. And, 
um, you know, now we just have to come up with a plan to fill them all. Does either or excite you more, the draft or free agency? Um, well, you know, I, I think this, it's whatever's on deck, <laughs> right? <laughs> so free agency's on deck. That's, that's what we, uh, uh, that's what's most immediate. And yet we're here, you know, looking at uh, draft prospects and, and uh, um, you know, doing the interviews and, and obviously getting the physicals uh, and then getting a chance to see these guys firsthand. So um, it all excites us, yet I would say free agency is what's on deck. You know, when you talk free agency, how much emphasis, I guess, is placed on retaining what you have that are proven commodities? Yeah, look, it's always important that you keep your core group uh, together. Um, I wouldn't say we have an abundant uh, number of free agents this year, but uh, we've got some guys that – we've been in contact with. We make sure that they know they're wanted. And, and yet, I understand, you know, they're at this point where they want to see what the market uh, has for them. And, and hopefully we'll get an opportunity to respond if, if um, you know, if they get an offer they like. All right. All right. That's Saints General Manager Mickey Loomis. I'm John DeShazer, and this is NewOrleansSaints.com. All right. So lots of good stuff there from J.D. and Mickey Loomis. Of course, you can find that also on NewOrleansSaints.com and the mobile app plus everything from this weekend. I'll wrap things up next here on the Black and Blue Report. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead. Even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. The future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, great show to start off the work week. Big thanks to Sean Powell of NBA.com and John DeShazer and Mickey Loomis. John DeShazer of NewOrleansSaints.com, of course, Saints GM. Mr. Loomis, he has a busy week ahead of him as the combine wraps up today. And, of course, free agency starts later 
this week. We'll have full coverage here on the Black and Blue Report and, of course, on NewOrleansSaints.com and the mobile app. On the Pelicans side, we'll have Jim offer from Pelicans.com on the show tomorrow to recap the two-game road trip and preview Wednesday's game against the Toronto Raptors. Of course, the Pelicans back in action tonight in Salt Lake City when they take on the Utah Jazz. First time in Utah this season. Pre-game show starts at 7.30. I'll be hosting Pelicans warm-up on the radio network, and uh, you can also catch a pre-game show on Fox Sports New Orleans. Then Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale will have the call at 8, and Sean Kelly and Victor Howell will have the call on 99.5 WRNO in the Pelicans radio network as well. Hopefully a two-game road trip will come home with two wins, and we'll talk about it tomorrow on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Until tomorrow, I'll be back in the hosting chair as well. I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.